oh, there goes there goes my animals and my children. So my animals in the background there. And that's going to be our B-roll. <laughs> Recording during the day. It's, it's going to be what it's going to be. It's going to be what it's going to be. Hello and welcome to Active Listeners with Mike and Shane. Each week, we will discuss our lives, our goals, and our expectations as artists, as well as discuss what it is to be an artist. Performers, visual artists, and musicians. Mike and I, we want to talk to you, and we want to talk to you about what you do, why you do it, and what that art really means to you. We'll have guests to discuss artistic expression and the all-around nature of the artist's lifestyle. And try to answer that question. Is there a de facto artist lifestyle? Please follow us on Twitter and Facebook and join us in the conversation. Hello, active listeners. Thank you for sticking with us for an entire season of AL Pod. This is episode (laughs) 20, and I am one of your co-hosts, Shane. And I am the other co-host, Mike. And we could not be more excited to bring you our final hodgepodge episode of Active Listeners Podcast. It is a hodgepodge. We're going to have some new content shared with some of the fine guests we've had. We're going to look back at some clips of some of our favorite clips and moments of the show we are also going to talk to the blonde from straight up evil podcast my lovely wife carly is going to share with us a segment of her show that is is kind of her baby um her little part of their project so we're going to talk about that and i'm excited because it's going to be a shorter segment so i might only have nightmares for like a week afterwards instead of (laughs) two or three yeah it's dark it gets dark uh yeah so i mean as we mentioned this is our 20th episode of the final episode of our season one what does that really mean for a podcast that has no season structure we create the season structure we do we create it as we go but we can tell you that season two is going to be fun full of fun stuff we're going to bring you some interesting scripted episode projects that we've been working on and yeah we're gonna mix it up yeah and we won't be on hiatus for too long so for those of you who listen to us every week and look forward to hearing those sultry tones of mike and that sassy ass (laughs) shane we will be back very soon we're gonna be gone for about two or three weeks we're gonna spend that time planning future episodes, getting those crossover episodes written and edited so we can bring them to you. To you, the people. So uh, I, think, I think that brings us to our first segment, which is brand new content sent to us from our friend, Ragliachi Rags. He was featured on episode two of the podcast. He was an early guest. You gotta show up. And he was a great guest. He's a great friend of ours. And without further ado, Ragliachi Rags. Just up there in Lansenburg came the strangest thing I ever heard. A man who built a house of God filled up with guns. You find that odd. Men of war for the Prince of Peace, well, sure as hell, I'd think that Jesus would be rolling in his grave. But they rolled that stone away, and what they find there? Nothing. That's right, nothing. And that's about all I believe from the mouth, the mouth of John Kalidas, pastor of the Independent Grace Baptist Church. Nothing. If you want to get with Jesus, don't be like John Kalidas, man who lies with a Bible in his hands. And I think that he believes it, saving souls and begging freely. But here's the thing you've got to understand. AR-15s are not the way to heaven. And heaven ain't a place where shooters dwell. If it's in you to murder, 
better read your Bible further or else pull that trigger by the devil's hand. Your flag to cow won't get you into heaven anymore nor walking up and touching ham outside the church front door. Jesus saves, perhaps that's true, and y'all can sing till y'all turn blue, but he's preaching hate while you're sitting in that pew. And pew pew could go that gun, and you might just think that's fun, quoting verse you might have heard on Sunday too. But all that pastor's learning, he's bringing you to burning. Saying blacks are cursed with Jews and Muslims, too. Actual quote. He mentions killing Turks. Well, I think that's quite the jerk. Something ain't quite right with John, and that's the truth. If you want to be like Jesus, don't follow John Kalidas. He surely will mislead us. Man who cries for Greeks down on his knees. Leave what all that pleases, but the sure ain't no white Jesus. The good Lord has a different plan for you. White supremacy is sure as hell no place to be. Grace Baptist Church, we pray you change your tune. Though you may drive folks to hospitals and believe. In the impossible, it's possible you're wrong and wrong for me and you. If you wanna be like Jesus, don't follow John Kalidas, man who lies with the Bible in his hands. It's sad that he believes it, waving guns and begging freedom. That's the thing you've got to understand. Thank you to Rags for sending that clip in for us. You can always catch up with him by visiting his page link in the show note. And now introducing our very good friend, both of the show and in our lives personally, Katie Osaurus. Hi, it's me. Hello. It's so fitting that you're our first guest and one of our last. That's oh my god! I know. I feel it's like Shakespearean in its in its <laughs> character arc. Yes, that's actually what we wanted to bring you on to talk about. Uh, we were interested if you could do Hamlet in sixty seconds. Yes. Uh, <laughs> knock knock. Who's there? Nay, answer me. Stand and fold yourself. Oh no, Shakespeare not to be. Ophelia, get these to a nunnery. Oh no, I'm sad. My dad's dead. Oh no, I, I, she's drowned. Alas, uh, poor Yorick. Uh, those pretty close i feel pretty Wait close. good night sweet prince flights of angels okay, good night sweet prince as long as you that's hit it. it as long as you as long as you end with good night sweet prince that's pretty much all you need to know all right that's all we wanted you're free to go thank you all right have a good time bye no but seriously you have been going through some crazy transformations over the last couple months we had you on and you had just become this tiktok megastar <laughs> I don't know about all that. I'm just, I'm still just me. And it's, I had to try to contact your manager. You did. <laughs> you did have to do that. That is a thing now. It's that fine. is a real thing in your life that is crazy awesome. It's, it's weird. I don't know. It's weird. That's all I like. It's, I don't even have like a good story about it. It's just, it's just like I, I posted a video about a pile of boxes in, <laughs> my front hallway and it completely changed my life for forever and so yeah now i you know i have a schedule guy now <laughs> schedule i'm a schedule guy so i'm a schedule guy now so yeah it's i don't know it's, well, you it's, also have you also have like you had it at the time but it's also grown and blossomed into something larger your podcast that's really cool tell us about that and your and your co-host yeah, so um, so I have a podcast. It's called Katie and Eric's Infinite Quest and ADHD Adventure, um, and it's it started off really small. It started off teeny tiny. Like we were we were it was crazy. We 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 started. I remember the first time we launched our podcast, we had twenty five people or something listened, and we were like so excited. Um, and now 
whenever we post a podcast, like 2,500 people listen, like within the first hour. Uh, and so like, it's been a really big adjustment. It's been, it's been really, uh, it's been a lot. Um, but yeah, I hosted with a guy named Eric. Uh, he's really cool. I like him a whole lot. Um, we both have ADHD, so things get pretty, pretty ridiculous pretty quickly. (laughs) Um, and yeah, actually last week we hit the top 50 mental health podcasts in America, which was, like, I did not see that coming. That was awesome. not, that was a thing that I had joked about. Like, oh, maybe someday. And then it happened six months after we started, which was pretty, pretty intense. So. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty neat. I don't know. I think know. that's my favorite part of what you do. You, you're not only being crazy and trying to do uh, Phantom in 60 seconds, but you're also <laughs> bringing attention to major mental health issues. Yeah, I mean, it it was really. I mean, you guys know me. You guys have known me for so long. Oh God, you know, so like long. so, it's just like it. weird to have this like professional ass. Like, oh yes, let me talk to you about my podcast. I mean, we could talk about D and D, but Mike doesn't want to talk about D and D anymore. That's fine. That's fine. We did that this season. We'll do it next season. We'll do it bigger and we'll do it better. Well, I'm about to. I'm about to be in a really cool D and D game um on Twitch with a bunch of like really cool Twitch people, which is really interesting. So we can talk about that sometime. Yeah, if we'll talk talk about it now. Forget about the mental health. You made the top. <laughs> 50 that's great news we did Tell yeah, us yeah, about yeah. The... like mental health is great but like let me hear about your D. yeah let's no. hear about the twitch people i like, mean spill I, think, the tea. I think the i think for me like the weirdest part of the whole thing was realizing that i could just do all of this on my own terms like because i just i woke up one day and i started talking about like my experiences and like what what my life had been like and it turned out that there was like this there was an audience there was like a niche there was a need for these conversations these like open conversations and like yeah is it my favorite thing for my job to be like sometimes i forget to shower and change my tampon that's a real thing that i've said on the internet and i'm like it's really embarrassing but i feel like the thing is is like i don't mind being the person who admits that i forget to shower and brush my teeth if it takes away the shame and the stigma from the like 2000 people who listen to the podcast and so it's it's been really cool being able to like just authentically and and openly and honestly just like be myself but that does mean that i i I wax and wane between like today we're going to talk about like you know intimacy and consent with ADHD and then like my trying to produce uh, Phantom of the Opera in 60 seconds for a for a shit post so it's 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 very weird it's a very strange thing that I do get them you get them with the the hard-hitting information and then you keep them with the antics it's it's what's weird though is that it's exactly backwards to that like people people will follow me because of like some like dumb like my rich victorian widow character that i do like people will follow me for rich victorian widow and then they're like oh and also you do adhd and i'm like yeah you're welcome (laughs) like it's so funny like how people find me but it's it's been it's been really cool it's a little overwhelming most of the time but I, i i really love it i'm really passionate about it so it's been really it's been really cool well, you're really cool, and the show's really cool. So you no, you're really cool. Shut up. You're cool. No, uh, you're cooler. No, uh, you're cool. <laughs> we're all cool. We're all cool together. We're all cool. Yeah, I think knowing each other made, made instantly made us cooler people. I think that's what happened. <laughs> I think that's true. We I would not be as cool other. if it weren't for. I definitely would be as cool if it weren't for Edge of the Empire. Edge of the oh, Empire well, yeah. was was defining for me that as a person. <laughs> formed who I am. It, as a person. I mean, it did as a, like I'm not being facetious. Like it did as like a like a like a tabletop gamer. Like that was because of you guys. Like you guys were there. You guys are like were my first. Aww. So we had cakes. We had cakes. We did cakes. You had Twilight. We had yeah. We went we went hard on oh, that yeah. game. That was pretty fun. <laughs> like Mike, your art that you did for the Monster of the Week. That's still my phone background. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. <laughs> I mean, we'll get back to that game one day. At some point, at some point in our lives when we all have time, it'll be fine. It'll be great. (laughs) Well, thank you uh, for coming back and talking to us and being awesome. And we'll, you know what, maybe, maybe our next D&D venture for next season will be maybe, uh, maybe a play or something. And and, and you could be involved in that. That'd be so exciting. Okay. Here's what you do. Here's what you do. This is ideas free is you do a good play you pick like much ado about nothing and then you but all the characters are in a D <laughs> campaign i like it yeah yeah i was just like you know such a like tabletop role play beatrice going on an adventure done and done dogberry all day yeah your moves are lines from the play yeah you can only speak in lines from the play. yeah yeah <laughs>
<laughs> we give everyone a Q script, but it's all scrambled. Yes. Uh-huh. That's none of this is a good idea. You but can I'm, use I'm here your for monologue it. spell, but you can only use it once a scene. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very bad idea. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe they'll come for the, the the bad Shakespeare ideas, and they'll stay for the interviewing of artists. You never know. You never know. Follow the the Katiosaurus outline. Yeah, yeah. You you can just just shit post until somebody pays attention. To you. Well, we're twenty in. You got this. Congratulations. Yep, yep. And with that, shit post until somebody pays attention to you. I think is going to be the title of our episode. So. There you go. <laughs> I love this for you. Congratulations. I didn't know you guys were at twenty. That's amazing. Good job. Yeah, thank you. Thank Season you. finale. Yeah. yeah. Woo. And thank you for coming on and being part of it. Oh, thanks for asking me back, guys. And next, we're going to get a little treat from another past guest. I mean, everything we were hearing today is from past guests. April Armstrong has sent us a riveting tale that we are going to share with you now. Okay, we would like to welcome our guest, April Armstrong, actor, singer, storyteller. April, welcome to the show. We like to ask all of our guests to please just let us know what your preferred pronouns are and give us a little information about you. My preferred pronouns? Um, her. Her Majesty. <laughs> From now on, April Armstrong on this podcast will be known as will be Her Majesty. Her Majesty. <laughs> And then tell us something about yourself. I have, I have cats, but okay. only two. Okay, it's an acceptable amount of cats. Actually, there's a third one that lives outside, and we've been feeding it now. <laughs> so it sounds like you have three cats. You've got a neighborhood cat. I have a house in Yonkers, New York. Ooh. And we've been here five years, and it's awesome. And if you look. In the like right now with the leaves off the trees, if you lean over the porch like this and look over to the left, you'll see the Hudson River. Beyond the scope of our podcast here, you can always send me cat pictures, please. Okay. <laughs> you just anytime. Just any I'm always open random. Just ran random cat pictures. Random cat pictures. I hey, look at this cat. <laughs> we should try to get that more into you know, into uh, text and messaging culture. Uh-huh. You know, it's a lot more wholesome than some other types of random random pictures you can get unsolicited. True. Unsolicited cat pics. Yeah. There you go. I like that. <laughs> and then you could put like Snapchat things on your cat. Snapcat? Snapcat. <gasps> Million dollar idea. Nobody steal our mi- copywritten. It's copywritten. It's ours. <laughs> Sorry. We've got a recording Dibs, of it. Dibs, right? That, that's how it works? Snap Definitely how that works. Cat. Yes. <laughs> So, April, you, like every other guest we've had on the show, are a multi-talent. You have a a long list of things. Actor, singer, storyteller. I'm really intrigued by storyteller. It's the first time I've ever heard, I've ever known anyone to describe themselves as a storyteller. So, when you say that, what does that mean? So, when I describe myself as a storyteller, I mean that I tell stories i interpret stories and i retell them so in most of the time in my own interpretation or fashion so some people might talk about themselves as a storyteller as though they're when they are writers you know i'm i see that a lot you know i thought actors talking about i'm a storyteller you know i'm telling telling well yeah, right. I'm I'm part of a story when I'm acting. Usually it's someone else's story because I don't I haven't written plays myself. But I'm acting in that story. I'm right. And as a storyteller, there's improvisation. You may change the story as you're telling it. In general, you're not reading the story. I'm not reading a story. I'm telling a story. Sounds like there's some flexibility in the in the storytelling where you're right. truly engaging with what sounds like a live audience, and yeah. and tailoring 
how you're telling that story to what they need to hear and how they want to hear it. Because you may have things that when you tell the story, you may do things, you know, I might put us have songs that I sing within that story. I'll go back to those same songs. I might not remember that song. I might put in something else or I'll look around the room or some kid is doing something and I'll put that in the story as well as, uh, you know, kids inspired me or an adult, something happens and then you incorporate that as opposed to a monologue where you're playing usually a character. So you're very much, you're very much yourself when you're having these interactions. But I'm playing a character. I'm playing all the characters. Right. And with that, please enjoy April Armstrong playing all of the characters in The Crocodile and the Hen. Why the Crocodile Does Not Eat Hen, a story from the Congo. Each day, a white, fluffy hen came to the river. She liked the coolness of the water there. She liked the shade of the big, wide trees there. And so she would come and she would drink. Buck, 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 cluck, 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 peck, 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 peck. Buck, 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 cluck, 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 peck, 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 peck. One day, Crocodile swam by and saw the white fluffy hen. He had green, shiny scales and a big mouth with sharp teeth. When Crocodile saw the hen, he thought, Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, I'm gonna eat her. And then Crocodile opened his mouth. And he roared out, Get ready, hen, I'm gonna eat you. And Crocodile opened his big, wide mouth. But Hen wasn't afraid. She sang out, Do not eat me, my brother. Do not eat me, my brother. Do not eat me, my brother. Indenko, indenko. The crocodile was surprised. And he stared at the hen and then snap! He closed his mouth and sank back down into the river. The next day, when the hen came to the river again, the crocodile swam up again. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, I'm gonna eat her. But again, the hen sang, Do not eat me, my brother. Do not eat me, my brother. Do not eat me, my brother. Indenko, indenko. And again, the crocodile did not eat her. The crocodile was surprised. And he stared at the hen and then, snap! He closed his mouth and sank back down into the river. And the hen walked away. And as she did, crocodile thought, how can I be her brother? I live in the water. She doesn't. She has fluffy feathers. I have shiny scales. How could she be my sister? Crocodile needed advice. He went to see his friend Lizard. Ah, my friend, what do you think of this? A big hen comes to the river every day, and when I want to catch her, she says that I am her brother. How can that be? Hmm, Lizard said. Well, let me think. I know. Hen lays eggs. Ducks lay eggs. Turtles lay eggs. Lizards lay eggs. And crocodiles lay eggs too. So, we are all brothers and sisters in that way. Crocodile thought for a while. Since she is my sister, I cannot eat her. The next day, Crocodile met Hen by the river. He opened his mouth. And he said, Pleased to meet you, my sister. And then Hen said, Pleased to meet you, brother. And from then on, Crocodile and Hen 
were best friends. When you call me your sister, and I call you my brother, then we see one another, undenko, undenko. When you call me your sister, and I call you my brother, then we see one another, undenko, undenko. When you call me your sister, and I call you my brother, then we see one another, undenko, undenko. Wow. Thank you, April, so much. That story is so good. And we are not going to slow down the momentum we have going. And we are going to head right into our next interview with Carly the Blonde from Straight Up Evil. And here we are with our guest, Carly the Blonde from Straight Up Evil. As our listeners may remember, I am Carly's husband and she is my wife. You're a wife. My yes, wife. my wife. Thank you. Thank you for coming and spending some time with us. No problem. Yeah. You guys are very adorable and gross together. And I just want to leave so you guys can record this whole thing by yourself. I'll be back in a little bit. All right. So <laughs> seven years. We can't be that gross still. I mean, Carly is one third of Straight Up Evil podcast, the true crime podcast. We featured Straight Up Evil on this season a few episodes ago i think it was our first episode back from break uh carly is going to talk about a segment that they do called straight up missing that is kind of carly's focus for her own interest interests <laughs> as as the blonde so carly tell us a little bit about straight up evil for people that may not have heard that episode and shame on you listen to that episode <laughs> shame shame straight up listen so take it away. Yeah. So Straight Up Evil podcast is me, my two besties, Jocelyn and Katie, who you both know very well. We just discuss true crime cases that we, true crime cases that we really love, really horrific, terrible, bad, evil, bloody, torturous. Nightmare inducing, gruesome fest. Gruesome. Gruesome is probably the best word I would say to describe. Yeah. Yeah. It's rough. I know you couldn't even listen to. I couldn't even get the most recent. The rest of that, yeah. Uh, What's the genie? The feral child. Genie, the feral child. Yeah, Uh, it's that's a rough one. Man, just talking about your podcast is going to give me nightmares. I research it. I listen. I read. I go online about it. It's all I follow on Twitter and TikTok. Like it's like my whole life. Like it's all I listen to and. learn about like I don't care about the news I mean that is news but can you I I would like you to talk about that a little bit because what Mike and I do is very different from what you do at straight up evil Mike and I actively listen we bring Mm -hmm. on a guest we talk to them we very rarely plan and script anything out but you just have a very different formatted podcast can you talk to us about that Yeah. So, I mean, obviously it is different because we need to bring the facts of the case, right? We need to have all of that accurate and correct. Ma'am, the facts and just the facts. Just the facts. Okay. Um, So that's a big part. Like we have to research and we really need to know our stuff. And we also need to know it well enough in order to be able to have a conversation between the three of us. We're not just like spitting out Wikipedia, you know what I mean? At people, we like to have a conversation about theories of what has happened or, you know, thinking about like what the killer is even going through in his mind, you know, like what drove them to do that sort of thing. But honestly, it just takes up a lot of time, which I love, but it's a lot of research. I go online all the time. I'm reading books. I'm listening to books. I'm listening to other podcasts about it constantly. Do you get fact checked a lot? Ooh, fact check. I do. We do get fact checked sometimes, which sometimes is cool and sometimes is not because <laughs> you fansplained too. We get fansplained, yes. Yeah, and yeah. theories are not facts. I'm I'm totally cool with listening to other people's theories about like an unsolved case. Like I want to know everyone's thoughts, but that doesn't mean that you're accurately correct all the time. Bitch, I've done the research. <laughs> Neither am I. My theory isn't necessarily what happened either, but. I put enough time into this episode. I know a little bit about what happened. (laughs) Yeah, you can distinguish between what is a theory and what is a fact. 
Correct. Yeah. Correct. So tell us a little bit about Straight Up Missing. What's the what's the what's the goal and inspiration behind that? Well, really, the goal is to just share current active missing persons cases normally around where we are most of the time to just try to get the information out there because like anyone could know any tiny bit of information that they may not realize they may not know is pertinent to the case but may help just getting the word out there is just a really big deal when did you add this as a segment to your podcast because i know that you've been sharing a lot of this information on your like social medias and stuff Mm -hmm. So I I just kind of wonder when you decided to take the leap and add it into your podcast. Well, we definitely have always, like like you said, shared it on social media because we follow tons of cases, you know, whether it's unsolved cases, missing persons, all that kind of stuff. Um, So that definitely was the beginning of it. But then we actually got contacted by someone on Twitter who knew a missing persons advocate who wanted to get their case out there. And that kind of like got the ball rolling to really start this the second segment of it, which I just really love to do. We've gotten a few cases that way. Where can our listeners give you give you tips for episode ideas Ooh. or missing persons segments? We'd love that. Um, we're on Facebook, Straight Up Evil Podcast. You can send us an email, straightupevil at gmail.com. And we are on Twitter at straight underscore up underscore pod. All right, so uh, we're going to roll into this week's uh, Straight Up Missing segment. If you could really quickly just give us a brief description of what we're about to hear and um, maybe uh, why you chose to cover this missing person, and then we'll, we'll, we'll give it to the listeners. All right, so this week I'm covering Nicole Maranka. She is a mother of one, which is the cases that I really gravitate towards, shockingly, of course, because I'm a mother. Um, she's been missing since 2017 in New York State, and she has had a little bit of an alternative lifestyle than others that we may have covered. But honestly, like those are just as important, if not even maybe slightly more important to cover because a lot of people brush those off and think, oh, you know. They're just off somewhere doing whatever, but they really need to be, you know, looked into. The victim blaming of they chose a lifestyle. Yeah, in a sense. Yeah. So that's what I covered this week. Can hopefully get some answers. All right. Yeah, we look forward to sharing that with our audience and hopefully someone listening will know something and we can find this missing person. That would be that would be great. Thank you for coming on and talking to us and being part of our hodgepodge episode. We we appreciate it. Anytime. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Love you guys. Hi everyone, this is Carly LeBlanc from Straight Up People Podcast, bringing you another episode of Straight Up Missing. This week we are talking about Nicole Dawn Orenka. She has been missing since August 18th, 2017 from Ithaca, New York. At the time of her disappearance, she was 27 years old. She was last seen at the Economy Inn in the 600 block of Elmira Road. Her stepmother Kelly said that she may have left with a Caucasian male in a black pickup truck, but we are not certain on that fact. She also was possibly sighted at the sporting goods store, the Old Goat Gear Exchange, that same day. And an ID that may have been hers was found. But again, we are not certain that she was actually in the store at all or that it was her identification. Um, She has never been heard from again since that day. Police say that the family of Nicole filed the missing persons report after they had not spoken to her for several days. So at that point, she may have been missing for about two weeks. At the time of her disappearance, Nicole worked as an escort to support her drug habit. She was unfortunately homeless at the time and associated with other drug users and sex workers and did have an arrest record. Um, But, you know, regardless of her lifestyle, she did contact her family almost daily. She would call her father whenever she needed help or just to chat or vent about anything. And the family did say it's still very uncharacteristic of Nicole to leave without any warning. She also has a young daughter who is currently in the custody of Nicole's father, Nick Marenka, and his wife, Kelly, who misses her mother dearly. Um, There was a search conducted almost a year after her um, disappearance on May 19th of 2018, but unfortunately it yielded no results. But the family is continuing its search efforts and has not lost hope in the search for Nicole, even though her case does currently remain unsolved. Nicole is described as five foot four. She has a small to medium build at about 120 pounds. 
She has sandy blonde hair and blue eyes. Both of her ears are pierced. She also has a red, white, and blue Grateful Dead skull tattoo with green leaves on her back between her two shoulder blades. Her hair was cut above the shoulders at the time of her disappearance, and she sometimes wears a red wig. She also sometimes goes by the initial, initials CJ instead of Nicole. Um, today, Nicole will be 31 years old. Her family is offering a $5,000 reward for any information that leads to the known whereabouts of Nicole. Anyone with information is urged to please contact the police tip line at 607-330-0000. We will also be posting the anonymous webpage link in the show notes um, so you can actually post a, an anonymous tip just online. You don't even have to make a phone call. So anyone with any information, please feel free to reach out. Thanks so much. Thank you again to my beautiful wife, Carly the Blonde from Straight Up Evil. Uh, check out straightupevil.com or any of their various social medias that will be right below in the show notes. And with that, we were going to bring you back to a previous guest with a little clip from our episode, Hellacious Noise, with Pat Jarrett. All right, all right. So one of the things I got a call on, it was a slow news day at the paper that I was working at. And uh, there was, uh, we got a call over the scanner in the morning and then like a press release about, well, they're just going to let the tire fire burn out in West Augusta. So like, uh, they're like, it's a slow news day. Why don't you go out and make a picture just so that people aren't freaked out that bill there's billowing black smoke. And I was like, all right do we know what it is and they're like yeah it's a junkyard just go out there so <laughs> i drive out there and uh i go to the address and there are a bunch of guys hanging outside of this truck and i pull up and i just say hey guys uh is this where the fire's at and and they were just like yeah 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 and and after you have these 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 conversations enough or you're in a number of social situations enough you can kind of tell who's in charge it's like it's a weird thing and i'm sure other people that deal with a lot of people can tell it's like oh that person is important that person isn't so much there's something about the how people converse and they're all around this one truck and i noticed that there's a guy in the truck and i'm like hey is is this your junkyard he was like it sure is he's this old fella and uh and i said do you mind if i go back and make some pictures he goes well sure do you want to ride and i was like oh yeah <laughs> definitely yeah, want to ride absolutely. please and thank you <laughs> Oh my god, because it's not only is it like this character that is like, he's an old timer, I like talking to old timers, but he's also got this beautiful old truck. And so, uh, I get in his car, and I was like, so what happened here? You know, I'm genuinely curious. And he said, I'm going to tell you the story, and I got some sound recordings somewhere of it, but I don't think I can dig them up quite quickly. But he goes, I said, so what happened? He goes, well... It was getting to be about bath time, and I get a phone call. And they said, A.B., there's some smoke coming out of your junkyard. And I come down here, and all my tires are on fire. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit, man. And, and then, like, he goes into the theory, and the theory is, his theory at the time was that someone torched him because they were jealous of all his tires. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like... All right, probably not, but okay, sure. You could have uncovered the jealousy ring of the tire fire. <laughs> tire fire. But so AB took me back there. I made some pictures. And as we were driving back, I get the picture that is like maybe one of the best I've ever made in my memory just because it's so serene. The picture of AB driving his truck, small guy, barely seen over the steering wheel. He's in his 70s or 80s at this point. He's telling me uh, what Bible verses to read so I can keep a wife. <laughs> and I, snap, I I take a picture of him driving, and outside is just a hellscape. It's like every tire you've ever seen on fire, and it's like huge, like six-foot flames and billowing black smoke. And meanwhile, he's just – he's living his life, man. And it's like and, – and I loved it, and I had such a great time. And, like, right as we were about to get back to the house, I see the photographer for the other paper – walking back to the tire fire and i just wave and i'm like knowing like i beat you <laughs> and that that picture of ab ran on the front page 
of the newspaper because I took the time to ask questions and had a conversation and is willing to say yes and like kind of go along. So that's that was fantastic. Yeah. Wow. I never get sick of listening to a good Pat Jarrett story. The tire fire. Yeah, the only thing that makes a good Pat Jarrett story better are the pictures that go along with that. So hopefully we're going to get our hands on some of those and put those in the show description below. Well, if you go into our Facebook and you will find the original posting of Pat Jarrett's episode where you will find all the beautiful pictures that he took, that link will be in the show description as well, just to make it easier to find. And so to close out the episode, what we're going to do is we're going to play two more clips. One clip from our episode with Aubrey Whitlock entitled Decades of Marginalia where Aubrey talks a little bit about Boal and Theater of the Oppressed. And then the following clip is going to be from Isaac, who you might better know as Color My Flaws. Some of the conversation we had with him about Black bodies, our level of comfort with them. It's it's funny. Um, you know, I told you this book has been like well-loved. So I am actually looking at my copy of Theater of the Oppressed right now. And one part where the spine just kind of falls just flaps naturally open um is one that i've highlighted many many times and and i don't know i I, here here the stuff is in a nutshell right um so here here's what i'll give you the plan for transforming the spectator into an actor can be systematized in the following general outline of four stages first stage knowing the body And I'm paraphrasing here. I'm jumping down a little bit. Second stage, making the body expressive. Third stage, the theater as language. Uh, One begins to practice theater as a language that is living and present, not as a finished product, displaying images from the past. Simultaneous dramaturgy, image theater, forum theater. Uh, The fourth stage, the theater as discourse. And this is... This is the meat and potatoes right here. Simple forms in which the spectator actor creates spectacles, quote unquote, according to his need to discuss certain themes or rehearse certain actions. And then it lists the other types of theater of the oppressed, newspaper theater, invisible theater, photo romance theater, breaking of repression, myth theater, trial theater, masks and rituals. So there is a a literal rainbow of of ways to approach political theater specifically um, and change making type of theater and that perhaps is what I want folks to think about perfect I really appreciate the the nudes aspect of your work or you know it's it's not uncommon to see in the in art studying art figure drawings of of nude forms and while I, I won't say every nude form model or drawing I've ever seen is of a picturesque, perfect person, I will say that it is extremely rare, or at least up until, you know, a couple of years ago, it, it had been extremely rare to see larger bodies as, as the subject. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's really where I wanted to, to push for. I, when, it, when you look at at art in general, especially when it's like, when you look like the old, old school, you know, painters and renaissance and all that, you see a different type of body than what you see over the past, you know, few years. Like that's like, we're doing things, trying to look for like this perfect body as opposed to the everybody. And nobody sure. looks like most of the things you see. And like I said, when I was dealing with, you know, my own issues, you know, I'm looking at myself and I don't see myself represented, you know, as a black person, it's hard enough to see yourself represented. And then, you know, you know, as a fat person, then, you know, it's even smaller, you know, so, you know, I really wanted to push something that could include me. And, and and because of that, a lot of people found that, you know, they also relate to, you know, I love when I get comments where people say, oh, that looks like me. And, you know, because like, fucking yes, that's what I want. <laughs> it looks like me. That's, that's what I need because that's what I want. Um, I put a post up earlier today talking, uh, a, a post in, you know, I am, you know, 
fat art and you know all of that and it's like and it's a picture of me you know and my my naked body i think that that's that's really important when you are speaking about body positivity to be real be real about what it is you're talking about and that that's that's anybody so and even in my art you see skinny bodies i i I do art with uh, little people with, you know, trans and I try to go all over, you know, to where any marginalized body can be represented and feel like they can look at my stuff and see, hey, that's me. Wow. Do I wish you were around in middle school for me without (laughs) a doubt. I mean, I fell right into that trap of looking in the mirror and this what I have isn't what other people want. And I fell into that trap of deciding to lose a lot of weight out of choice. But it wasn't because I wanted to, it was because I thought I needed to. You said something interesting too in in your little opener or when you were describing how you got into this work, where you looked in the mirror and you said to yourself, that's not me. I think we all have like this idea in our heads about like the perfect us, right? The perfect way we're supposed to look versus how we look. And maybe for some people, that's what they see in the mirror. But for a lot of people that deal with weight issues or or what I should say is just accepting their bodies because you don't necessarily have a weight issue. You just, you just, you have a society issue, (laughs) Um, (laughs) you know, um, or rather society has an issue with you. Yeah, and, and and I think I think a lot of us can identify with seeing ourselves and thinking, you know, that's not me. Yeah, I think that was really something I, I wanted to highlight. Or tricking yourself into thinking that you can find the real you when in reality it's just there. You just have to see it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, let it be let it shine. <laughs> let it shine. <laughs> Wow, can you believe the amount of talented friends we have? It's it's amazing. It is amazing. And what's even more amazing is that they took the time to talk to us. I know, not just once, but some of them twice. Some of them twice. Yeah. Um, or they, you know, they they shared their insights and then they shared their work, which is also amazing and something that we're eternally grateful for for real eternally forever forever in our hearts and our love uh april's april's story is so good her use of like tonality and like her engagement with the story she uses that great onomatopoeia stuff it's so good it's it's a beautiful story and i'm really glad that she was willing to share that with us she's talking about actually adding more stuff to that possibly more musical elements and et cetera, et cetera. So we got an early draft. That's amazing. And one of the things that I appreciate the most is listening back to some of the smart things our friends and guests have said on our show. Name one. The, uh, the analysis of, of black bodies in media. Um, I mean, I want to do a whole episode on basically just that. It's definitely become something that I'm interested in discussing and delving into more and then you know all of the numbers of things that we didn't get a chance to highlight this week sandra boynton's entire episode was speaking uh with leandro taub for externo externo uh so many great moments and so many great interviews i can't wait for more yeah like reach out to us like come talk to us we want you on our podcast that's how we met taub he just messaged me on twitter out of nowhere and said hey you guys do an artistic podcast i do art let's smush our faces together and see what happens and it was great it was such a good episode just now just for pandemic reasons we have to clarify we didn't physically smush our faces together we smushed our faces together onto a zoom chat and it was glorious glorious face smushing. and we definitely had some like controversial episode moments with i i you know i think back to jason and not only did he provide us with a really great meditative piece at the end but also some extra sensory science uh yeah and i mean in terms of like kind of really getting out and and speaking to people of of different ideologies uh i i definitely 
dug the opportunity to talk to Jason. I definitely dug the opportunity to speak with Abby. Abby. Uh, yeah. And, and kind of talking, talking through some of how their own personal beliefs and ways of living inform their work. Yeah. And how you can come from any background and still, I don't know, have the, the goal of reaching an audience. It doesn't matter where you come from. It matters what you want to do and who you want to impact. And I, for one, hope that we reached and impacted our listeners' lives in much the same way as our guests impacted ours. All I can say is stay tuned for season two coming your way in a couple short weeks. And remember, your job is to help spread the good word about Active Listeners Podcast. And how do they do that? By joining in the conversation at www.facebook.com slash Active Listeners Pod. Or following us and commenting on Twitter at Act List Pod. So like my friend Shane said, go ahead and join in on the conversation. Peace. If you like what you hear, leave us a rating. And if you really like what you hear and you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash active listeners pod and become a patron. Our theme music, It's a Trap, was created by Remodel. Thanks for listening.